This week on Grip and Grin, miles of scouting on foot, months of checking game cameras, hours of sitting in the saddle, all for one pivotal second. Listen along as Grip and Grin recaps their bucks from the 2022 season. Everything is situational based on what Mother Nature has to offer, and this season, she was more than generous. Saddle up, knock up, and be ready. This episode is about to hit with full force. Welcome to another episode of Grip and Grin. Very exciting. Coming at you with a second episode right out of the gate. And <laughs> this one, it, we've been saving this one for quite some time. So um, it's a long time coming for you folks. But I'm going to be honest, it's a long time coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, I just want this deer season to be over. <laughs> um, but yeah, this like this is uh, the story. This is a podcast that we're going to be doing on... Um, Two two deer that uh, I took one and you took one that are memorable. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's an understatement. Yeah, it's uh, well, I would say our most successful season ever. Yeah, absolutely. Just given uh, you know circumstances, where we're getting our deer. Yeah. yeah, just buckle up. <laughs> it, dude, seriously, though. Um, so, we're, I mean, let's just get right into it. So, I've been, let me bring you back. Yeah, because we haven't talked about this in a minute. <laughs> in between those three does, okay, in between those three does uh, that I was able to harvest, um, you know, one in early se- or mid September, October, and then one with my rifle. In between all that, October 5th, October 5th, dude, October 5th, um, as you all know, I get like a shit ton of cameras out in the woods, Yep. constantly monitoring, but you and I had a conversation because I actually texted you. I was like, dude, I remember last year it was, I had a funky ass deer and his name was Hellboy. Yep. And there's no mistake in this deer. Like he had a non-typical rack he was all fucked up and there was one picture i got of him in like early january and i remember saying to you he made it and you responded almost meaning he still had the winter to go through yeah and so but there was one two distinct features one is rack and two he had a notch out of his ear like a pizza slice out of his right ear and dude the cameras this year, when I started getting shooter bucks on my camera, I was like, okay, sweet. And then I had this one deer. I was like, man, he's he's wide. He's thick. He's big. And I'm like, who the hell is this deer? Like, where did he come from? Because this rack, like, usually you can get different, like, features on racks. Well, I'm looking. There's one picture, and maybe we'll post it on Instagram, but there's one picture of this massive buck and his face, his nose is right in the camera. And I was able to get like a really good picture of him. And I sent you the side-by-side picture 
him and Hellboy. And I go, is this the same buck? Because it had the same exact notch out of the ear. Yep. And you were like, 110%, same deer. It's literally the same size, angles. same location, angles, everything. So that tells me that Hellboy last year fucked up his rack, but not enough where it would transfer over into the following years. So he grew typical this year, and good God almighty. <laughs> he So <laughs> I asked Andrew, I said, should I change his name? Because he's not really Hellboy anymore. He's like this beautiful, like, eight-pointer. He's just massive. And uh, so I went with Top Notch. Yep. He's at the top of my top of my list, and he's got a massive notch out of his ear. It was just appropriate, so I went with the name Top Notch, and uh, yeah, he was dude early season. That mofo was. You said this last night. This was his home. Oh yeah, in his home range, you're getting him on camera all the time. Literally, all like, the cameras, all of them, and like. He's not just going at like day, like he's in daylight, he's at night, he's just roaming like dick swinging through the woods out there. Like, this is my, this is my stomping ground. And I was just like, man, it's just a matter of time. Like, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right. And I was te texting my dad about it too. And he's like, he's on a two to three day cycle, which he was. Mm -hmm. I had him down to a cycle of two to three days. And when those days came around, I was like, okay, like, here we go. Like, this is your good chance. Like, here's the day. And uh, and so October 5th came around, and I was I was adamant on sitting this this uh, tote road. But I was forcing the issue again. Mm, you love to do that. <laughs> Dude, oh, my freaking word. So I was sitting Bravo, right, the morning of. Morning? Yeah, I was sitting Bravo. And uh, I brought my climbing sticks, and I brought my JX3, because there's a tree stand in Bravo right now. But... I was like, well, I can get a better shot and I can sit better in a different tree if I have my climbing sticks and JX3. Yep. Mind you, it's like 70 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Yep. <laughs> so I'm I'm lugging all this equipment out into the woods, sweating my balls off, right? Sweat's just dripping down my face. I get to the tree that I was like, yep, this is the tree. And I look back to like where I was going to shoot and there's a massive white birch leaning right in my shooting lane. And I was like, Fucking A, like angry, not happy, frustrated. And I was like, screw this. And I was like, I'm going to Tango, which now Tango, if you folks, I don't know if we talked about this, but Tango is now Delta High. And so I was like, I'm going to Tango. I got sticks there. It's a good spot. Like, whatever. I'll go there. Screw it. So I literally take my climbing sticks that I brought out in the woods with me and just like hucked them. I was like, <laughs> screw this. Like, just tossed them. And I'm walking down to the tango, and I'm like, basically just pissed off. And I'm using my crossbow because during archery season in Maine, you can use a crossbow if you've taken the course. And so I start climbing, and dude, shit's just it, – it's just the worst. I'm making noise. I'm getting the vibrations from the climbing mm. sticks. My crossbow gets stuck on a branch as I'm climbing uh, or pulling it up. I go to unclip my quiver. It makes a click noise, like a loud click noise. I'm like, and I texted you. I go, this is literally the worst <laughs> goddamn hunt of the year. Like the worst. I was like, this just sucks. I was like, I'm just going to wait it out though. So I'm sitting there soaked, like in sweat. 
You know those days where you're like, just sit still and you'll cool off, you know? Yeah. No, it's just <laughs> hot. I'm like, this sucks. And I'm sitting there, sitting there, and it's pretty damn quiet. It's it's that type of quiet that yeah. you and I always talk about. And, man, I just hear the most subtle click. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I look down, and all I see is just tree branches on a deer's head. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. This deer snuck up on me at my, like, 9 o'clock on top of the ridge. And I'm like, are you flipping kidding? I was like, no. And so grab my crossbow. Well, I'm already holding it. But click safety off, and I just look down, and the deer is standing literally right beneath my tree stand. And I can hear him just, <laughs> like, smelling. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I got my Ozonics going. The wind is blowing right to him. And I'm like pooping my pants. At one point, I literally told myself in my head, you need to chill the fuck out right now. Because my breathing was so heavy that I literally looked up and away from him and just like took a few seconds to like control my breathing. And he walks right underneath me. And as he starts to walk, that's when I start doing all my movements and shit. And so he walks out out in front of me into my shooting lane where I have a camera too. And uh, steps out seven yards in front of me. And I knew as a shooter, I didn't know who it was exactly just because he was coming through a thick spot below me. And when I put my my scope on my crossbow on him, the whole deer took up the scope. And I'm like <laughs> trying to find muscle tones. I'm like, all right, is that the shoulder? I'm like kind of looking away like, what the hell? And he gave me a quartering away shot. And to be honest, it was – a pretty steep quartering away mm. shot. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I'm just like aiming down. I put it right behind the shoulder and I just, I pull that trigger, dude. Holy shit. He did not like that. <laughs> he just bucked and just immediately just went through the thickest, nastiest shit and probably went about 30 yards. And then it was just quiet, just nothing. And I'm going, did I graze him? Did I, like, was it a good shot? Like, I don't know at this point. Yeah. So I start calling people. I don't know if I called you. I think I texted you. And I called my dad. My dad's like, get the hell down. He's dead, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm going to wait. He's like, my dad's not a bow hunter. So, like, yeah. the whole waiting thing is just kind of, like, not on his radar. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm like, yeah, I haven't heard anything for a little bit. He's like, Kim, get down. He's done. Like, just go get him. And I'm like, uh... And my dad told me, like, uh, weeks prior to, he's like, if you get a shot at him, you let me know. I'll come help you drag. And I was like, uh. So I uh, I didn't know who I shot. This deer ran off, and I get down, and there's no bolt. I can't find my bolt anywhere. And blood, I probably got a pinky nail-sized drip of blood. Hmm. That was it. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, well, this ain't going to be good. So I get down, and I'm like ready to shoot again, but I casually got down. I didn't rush. I was like, take your time. And uh, and so I get down looking for blood, and at this point I'm like, he's got to be dead because I haven't heard anything take off. And, dude, I saw that one drip of blood, and I took like maybe five, ten yards, like more steps, and looked to my left. He's piled up right there. <laughs> I'm like, are you shitting me? Go over, grab this motherfucker, 
and it's top notch. That's so sick. This is a deer that I've been tracking for two, yep. maybe three years yeah. of just, you know, history with this deer. And last year, I was like, if he steps out, like, Hellboy, if he steps out, I'm shooting him. But, like, this year. Holy fuck. <laughs> dude, he is a fucking monster. He is in inside his antlers, inside. It's 21 and a half inches wide from longest point to longest point inside his antlers. He's just a monster. He's a freaking behemoth. Um, and so I found him, put my jacket, my camo on him, called the boys, like FaceTimed him. Like, you guys want to see a real deer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was pretty cool. Go back to the house. And it's one of those times where you're like, enjoy this moment. Don't rush this. Just like, enjoy it. So I call my dad and he's like, did you find it? I go, oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah, he's dead. I was like, you're coming up, right? He's like, Ugh. I was like, dude, come on. He's like, all right, I'll be right up. And he lives like an hour and a half away. So he drives up and uh, gives me a big hug as soon as he gets here. But the thing I told my dad, I said, this was on my bucket list that I wanted to do. I wanted you to be here when I dragged out one of my shooter bucks. Mm. I said, this is just, ugh. And when we do, when we were walking out there, it was just so full circle. I don't know. It was just, it was just awesome. And when my dad saw that deer, he just about shit himself. <laughs> He's like, "Good God, he's a, that's a big one." I'm like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, oh yeah, yep, yep." But uh, yeah, it was a great, great experience. Uh, that deer, I mean, yes, it's going on the wall, no doubt. Um, top notch. He actually weighed out at 190, um, which was absolutely insane. I mean. 10 pounds off of my my goal of yeah. shooting a 200 pounder which i'm glad it kind of did like it was 10 pounds and not like two pounds yeah because you don't want to be just sniffing it oh <laughs> so i was like all right i'm glad that happened but um massive deer beautiful deer uh we'll definitely post some pictures on instagram but just the fact that it's like the story of top notch and like how it came how it came to be um it's full circle that's what it is <laughs> and dude i got him before like you know shit hit the fan with you know where i hunt it kind of goes into this like mass exodus that we mm -hmm, always talk about mm -hmm. and i was like if i'm gonna shoot him it's either gonna be rut or really early one or the other and lo and behold october 5th see a bitch <laughs> I, I just remember the text big buck <laughs> i'm like really oh but fucking i, I it's awesome. You got it so done so cool. early too. It's like, what are you gonna do now? <laughs> that was one of the worst things. Like, I, I'm I'm so thankful how everything happened. Uh, don't get me wrong. I am very thankful. However, tagging out early sucks <laughs> because then everybody else is hunting and you're sitting here like on like sitting on your ass and you're like, yep. And it kind of stinks because <laughs> the fishing season in Maine's definitely tougher. A that time harder. of year, you're not like having a good tailwater to fish. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of in limbo. But I, then you went and expanded archery hunting again. So Right. I went and expanded again. I, and that's when I shot that, that uh, second doe. That second doe was in the expanded zone after I got that buck. So I was sitting pretty going yep. into <laughs> rifle season. Like I had three deer and I was going into rifle just going, if it happens, it happens, mm -hmm. you know? If not, eh, whatever. Yep. And that's honestly like the best type of hunting to do is when you're just like more cash. Exactly. Like I remember uh, my goal this year was just to have fun. 
I remember I, you saying I, that. I don't I don't have a number goal. I don't have a size goal. Like I just I want to have the maximum amount of fun. And you definitely did that. Yeah. And <laughs> I definitely did that as well. So here we go, baby. <laughs> the, if you remember on the last podcast, I kind of teased the fact that I scouted this property late in the season. So to give you a time frame on that, November 9th, I got a double in mass, two does. That following weekend, I found another property to scout. So I'm looking at what, November 12th-ish. I was scouting yeah. a property. I put a camera out. Didn't put a tree stand there for a week. Went and checked the camera just to see if there were deer. There were deer. So I <laughs> scouted it again and found a much better location, but it was like way in there. So this is about... 500 yards from the car, maybe 650 actually, but it's a good hike. It's on a hill, so it's the hill, and I'm hunting the top of the hill. Kind of sort of reminds me when I was hunting in New York because I was hunting on top of that mountain. Right. But on top of this hill, great turkey sign there, by the way. Mm. Just uh, mm. note that. Mm -hmm. There is uh, other tree stands in there, but you know it's not as pressured as other spots I've been to. So about, what? The week of Thanksgiving, I set up a stand there. I did cut a good amount in this one uh, area. I had a rainstorm come in, then I hunted it a few times. So what ended up happening is, you know, I was getting pictures on my camera, but I was also getting encounters. First sit, buck encounter. And it was a nice little basket rack buck. Um, came up the hill in front of me, and I was out of range. And it was to my left. At like 60 yards. And just note that, you know, to my left, 60 yards. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I sat there again, and then we have the coolest encounter. I love this. I've ever had. So uh, it was it was an afternoon hunt. I can't remember if it was a Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was a Saturday. But, you know, it was, like, pretty windy. And, like, you, you've talked about this before. At least I've encountered this, too, in – for some reason in Maine, when the wind's above like 10 miles an hour, 12 miles an hour, not seeing much. It's, you know, it's usually slow hunting. You're like, yeah, well, I even go out type of deal. Well, in mass, even if it's like really windy, I've still seen deer. Like right. 15 mile an hour winds, no biggie. Gusting up to 20, no biggie. And that's, again, another prelude to something else. But, you know, I go out, it's really windy, but then it calms down for a second and then I hear ch -ch -ch behind me and I have like a ridge like a little bump of ridge behind me, and that's where the tow road I walk in is on. Yep. So I look back, and then there's just a massive buck at like 60 yards kind of behind me. I'm like, oh, great. Like, and it, by massive, you're saying this is this like is the, the second biggest second buck Second biggest life. buck I've ever seen that's walking, not including on pictures, Dude. whatever, but like <laughs> second biggest ever. Comes down the ridge and is to my left at like 60 yards. I'm like, okay, he's going to get to this run. I have a candle out, but I am downwind, so the candle is relatively useless. Right. He gets to this run. He's either going to go left or right. So what's he do? Obviously, he goes left and away from me. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I'm like, <laughs> I got to make this shit happen. And this, you know, I'm kind of breezing over it. The fact he came out behind me, it was like 10 minutes that he took his time down to that run. Then another five minutes, he goes to the left. And then I pull out the grunt tube. I'm like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. I do a gr aggressive grunt and a snort wheeze just with my mouth. Just 
out, just calling Wait, a deer. You grunted with your mouth? No, the snort wheeze oh, with my mouth. Oh, the snort wheeze. Gotcha. I just went <laughs> like that, pretty much. Yeah. And hair on its neck stands up, turns right around, and is coming in. I'm like, let's go. Grab the bow, dude. That's sick. I get the release on. I'm like, holy shit, it's about to fucking happen. He's coming down the trail, so it's kind of behind me to the left, and it's coming in, and then it hangs up at like 30 yards, and it's right behind this little like patch of trees right there because I'm in the timber. And no shot, and I can't call again. It's like a tom that's too close. Because he would pinpoint you. Yeah, exactly. So you can't call again, and he's looking for the deer. He's doing the head bob, looking, looking, looking. And I had a mouse that was actually below me. And it was making a little noise, and he kept on looking over there, like, huh, it's like a deer bike behind the tree or something. But then he, after what was 20 minutes, he then turns around, goes back up, hits a rub and a scrape, and then another rub. And I'm like, he's just not going to come in this time. So I had this encounter with this nice big eight. I think it was an eight, maybe a nine. I, I, I couldn't really see everything, but big, big buck for over an hour. And he stuck around till legal time. He finally got out of my life forever, as of now. Um, Ten minutes after legal, I got out, and then I was able to sneak out to the car without spooking him. But this spa is just a buck honey hole. Yeah, it's just like they're. I'm getting pictures of them, different bucks on my cameras. I'm having encounters with bucks. So I hunt there again on another afternoon. And this is the week of Thanksgiving. And would you know it? To my left and behind me, another buck comes out. <laughs> and the buck is at 80 yards. And I'm like, all right, like three times, I I have to move. I have to move. Right. So literally, I, I fucking not. I That buck left at 4, 4 o'clock. It's still hunting light. Right when legal time hits, I climb down, break my setup, put it in a different tree, and set it up. I'm like, I can't trim anything because I don't want to touch the run. Yeah. But I move 30 yards to the left. Exactly 32. So I'm like, all right, this tree, I'm way up in this tree. I am naked. Uh, no cover, but I'm way up there. So hunt that spot a few more times. Nothing happening. So then... uh. I've always talked about this. I shoot deer in the morning. (laughs) But I never actually shoot a deer and can take my time with Mm. everything. It's always before work or Sunday afternoon in New York. You just got like, (laughs) when you shoot a deer, it's usually like, it's like not work, but it's like. We got to get it done and I got to go. Yep. (laughs) So Saturday morning, we have this front coming in. So. At about 8 o'clock, the wind was going to go from dead calm to 35, 40 miles an hour. And I fuck you not, 35, 40 you took miles a, an hour. You, you ended up sending me a picture later on of the actual forecast, and it literally was 35 to 45 miles per hour yep. in that area. Yep. And yep. you were like, at one point you were like, I like, it was so windy that it was like sketch. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm not like normally sketched out from wind, but right. like... When limbs are falling and the trees creaking, I'm all set. I am good. <laughs> like, I'll be done. It's eight o'clock. And I texted you that morning where it was perfect. And then I texted you, and then it was just like fucking a tornado just hit. Yeah. So 
there's rain coming in at 11, whatever, but I get down at 8 o'clock because I'm like, I'm just sketched out right now being in the tree. So I get get down, get my tow rope, and it's like loud as shit because it's so windy. Mm. And then I just look over, and there's a big buck just standing there. And <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? And I'm, I think, personally, there was so much wind commotion that it got pushed out of its bed and was just trying to like find a different Mosey on out. So... This deer is at like 40 yards. I'm on the ground, but I'm in the mass puckers. <laughs> and I have, I mean, these puckers are taller than me. Like, willy waps. They're just everywhere. Yep. But I have the perfect cover for this situation where, right. like, I have cover in front of me and I have one window to shoot through. So it happens so quick. It's just nuts. Like, I knock up. And I wasn't really quiet doing it because I had to do it quickly. He's, like, walking, doesn't know I'm there. He gets to this opening. I bleed at it. It stops. And <laughs> as any bow hunter, like, what they do, you know, you range trees and you know your ranges. Right. So I see the 30 tree, and I'm like, he's 10 yards beyond that. That's 40. I'm like, okay, it's now or never. Draw back and perfect broadside and – I stick him, <laughs> absolutely stick him. I felt good on the shot, but I'm like, what just happened? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't even, I, I didn't even get excited because I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a coffee and let it sit because like, I, I think the shot's good, but I don't want to like fuck this up. I have a couple hours till the rain's coming in. So let me give him time. I didn't even go look for blood. I just immediately left, got coffee. And then, then you called me when you were like having coffee in your and breakfast. I, I was driving back <laughs> to the spot and I was, we hadn't talked all week and we're just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I just shot at a big buck. No, you were like <laughs> so nonchalant about it. You're like, yeah, it was pretty windy this morning. I was like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I climbed down on my tree stand. And just, yeah. He's like, uh, shot a buck. I was like, what? <laughs> you're like, yeah, I shot a buck. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, D- oh, how big? When? Like, I'm just like, what the frick? And you're like, cool as a cucumber, as always. Like, I'm just like, dude, like, I'm getting jacked up. And then you're like, yeah, it's dead. I'm like, you found it? You're like, no, but I just, I feel good about the shot. Like, I, I knew there was no chance it was going to live. With what it looked like at impact, I felt good about it. I didn't get a pass through. Right. So I saw that him running with the arrow, but I'm, I would say one of my great skills, I'm pretty damn good at fly fishing. I'm not the best, but I'm pretty damn good. I'm very good at tracking a deer. I would say I'm surgical, very meticulous. I take my time. And when I showed back up, I it was now nine o'clock rains coming out 11. I'm going to not just any rain, like downpouring rain. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to rush it just because rain's coming. I'm right. just going to take my time. So put on some light camo. Get It's shotgun season mass, but I'm bow hunting, so I have my orange on. And I go in with my bow, go to where I shot it. No blood, but I see its hoof prints. And so when I shot it broadside, I hit it on his right side. So I'm making sure to look at the hoof prints and then look to the right. Smart. Very smart. And then I know there's like the willy waps look if they graze the opening. So I yep. can find little dots of blood here and there about like 
uh, 10 yards from first impact. I'm like, cool, cool. Working my way, taking my sweet time. And by sweet time, you were giving me a play-by-play. Like, 20 minutes would go by. You'd be like, I've gone 40 yards. I'm like, what? Like, you were like, almost, no, it was like almost an hour, I thought. Yeah, it was pretty much an hour, and it took me an hour to go about 50 Because I was yards. like, did you find it? Did you find it? You're like, I'm 40 yards deep. I'm like, in an hour? I'm like, holy shit, dude. But taking my time, and I'm glad I did take my time because I marked every drop of blood on Onyx. I marked the direction it was going, yeah. which comes into play here later. But <laughs> So I find the arrow, snapped in half, just coated with great blood. And I send you a picture, and you're like, that's good blood. Oh, yeah, like, great I, blood. I know it's good blood. I, I know this deer's It wasn't shit like mine. So I'm on the hill. And like I've said, but it is a steep ledge down. Steep, steep, steep. There's big boulders, falling down trees, and you can just see the perfect line he took. I'm like following the line. So then after, you know, that first 40 yards, it was pretty easy to track for a bit. And like good blood going straight in the line. Perfect straight in the line. Let me just say he's going straight <laughs> downhill. Makes sense. But that's straight downhill. If he, like, beyond that is private. Yes. So if he goes down into that gut, it's private. It's not posted, but it is private. So, you know, I get to where I see last blood, and it's pretty, like, if you look at it, you'd be like, he went this way. Like, it's the only way he could go. So, you know, I'm doing, like, kind of grid searching for blood a little bit. Like, not big loops, but, you know, a little bit. Not finding blood, not finding blood. But he got onto a deer run. So now there's hoof marks everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, great, like, <laughs> this is getting a little challenging. And then, just like that, it downpours. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I marked last blood because I already washed away. That's, that's how in- quick. Dude, that's insane. And the wind was so strong, all the leaves were turning over. So if right. I turn leaves over and find blood. Right. And I wasn't like a crazy good blood trail, like... It was like splotches here and there, good splotch, and then like drop, drop, drop. I'm like, huh. But good blood, good red to it, you know. So yeah. I know it was lungs. So at this point, it's been like a few hours. Got to start doing a grid search, doing a body search. So I, you know, I triangulate the last point, and I'm like, I got all of this to check. So I take my time, and I do a weave down the hill. Yeah. Weave down the hill, weave down the hill. Now it's like almost noon. I'm like, all right, I need to change. I need more. I want to put on hiking shoes. I want to take my big rubber boots off. Right. I want to like, I'm looking all day. Search and destroy it. This, th- this thing is dead. Like, yeah. I know it's dead. Yeah. Go back to the apartment, have a quick bite to eat, get a Gatorade, head back out. I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to find this thing. Like, it's dead. So I'm walking back in, in the downpour. And I walk at a different angle to Last Blood. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, when I saw Last Blood, there was a perfect trail for it to run down. But if you went 90 degrees left, there's a huge ledge with a fallen down tree. And I had walked around that tree a couple times. But as I'm walking up, you know, you're looking for, like, white bellies or something. So like Just early, any, like, obscure thing. And earlier, you know, I saw a bunch of white shit, and I would get excited, and then I would be disappointed. Right. So I'm like, that's a weird-looking stump in that ledge on that in that tree, that fallen-down tree. Like, 
but I'm not getting excited at all because I'm like, I was disappointed for the first few hours. Oh, yeah. Take one step and I just see antlers. I'm like, <laughs> and then I literally FaceTime you immediately. <laughs> the FaceTime, when I answered, it's just him with this like shitty ass grin <laughs> on his face and it's pouring like your camera was being speckled with like water i kept on drying off my phone yeah. drying it off <laughs> and uh, he's just like this shitty ass grin of like yeah and i'm like you fucking found him didn't you and you're like fuck now maybe <laughs> i'm like let's go like dude and the fact that you were standing five yards from him i initially, walked by it so many times, three to four times, and I within ten feet of it. Dude, the fucking will to live on those animals, like it's crazy, is insane. Like I've shot deer in the past where they crawl underneath like stumps, logs, and stuff to try and hide. Yeah, and, this, and that's exactly what he was doing. And it was in the most, the weirdest ass spot. And I'm glad I marked the last blood because he was not far from it, and I was standing right next to him for hours. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was nice. Nice five pointer. I mean, you know, it's got like good size to it. Girth, girth. Um, and when you were sending me pictures, like pictures do not do justice on that deer, dude. When you say you're like it's a five pointer, I'm thinking, oh, it's probably like a small, like you know, forky or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. Nope. It's like a big ass forky. <laughs> it's like a big ass five pointer. Like he's got like, I mean, Christ. Last year when I shot uh, Bjorn. His antlers are bigger in diameter yeah. than Bjorn. Yeah. And Bjorn had a pretty big rack, but this mofo was no, strut. No slouch and fucking heavy. 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 So first week of shotgun season, you actually tagged deer in person, which worked out perfectly. Yeah. Because, you know, I we FaceTime. I enjoy it. I enjoy the drag. I did not even get tired on the drag because that's how long I was taking. I would go like 10 feet. I'd take a couple pictures. Yep. I'd go 10 feet, call my mom, like yep. whatever. So get out. I got it. And the internal damage of that schwacker, holy shit. And yeah. the shot, oh, the shot was so perfect. Like literally you couldn't draw it up any better. It was like such behind the shoulder with precision, right in the perfect like body cap. Oh. Like just, you can, you know how you see like the shoulder like outline like the muscle, literally not even an inch away from that shoulder is where you shot. Yeah, and it, it was literally perfect. And <laughs> the clots were softballs. I got the broadhead back, had the heart, you know, dragged it down to the car, weighed in, one seventy digital scale, dude, one seventy. So that was solid deer, your biggest deer you've ever shot. Public land buck with my bow at 40 yards. You can't really draw it up better than that. <laughs> no. And that goes to show scouting, 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 and shooting, and shooting, and shooting. I'll also add to your your arsenal here is don't, and this kind of goes for the two of us, uh, based on the previous episode that we just posted. It's okay to move, but when you do it, it's got to be surgical. It's got to be surgical. And if you do it, don't dink around. Oh, do not. It's, you have to do it with purpose. Yep. Meaning not a lot of cutting, but if you're going to do it, fucking do it quick. Do it quick. Time it right. Rain. Time it right. Yep. And I did not cut at all at this spot. Like none. Zero. Didn't touch it because I was like, it is literally December. 
and this buck I shot in early December. Right, right. There, you got three weeks to play with. I don't have time to trim it up and give it time because one, people are gonna hunt. Yep. Two, I don't have time left in the season. So. Right. But and the the cool part is too, like when I was on the phone with you, I kept telling him like, enjoy this moment enjoy this moment i said this is something that you do not want to just like rush through and i'm glad that you did take the time to enjoy it but in addition you this was really cool you went back out to tear down your setups but as you tore down your setups you facetimed me and i got to see live action of like the whole thing and you were already two steps ahead you cut your shooting lanes for next year. Yeah, so this spot, it's a good spot. I have, like, two decent spots in Mass. And this spot, I just went to town cutting as much as I needed to. Yeah. And it's, like, an open area, but all these twigs are everywhere. So did all that cutting. I left my cameras out to see what makes it through the season. Like, I don't really keep a buck inventory like you do, but I just like to see, like, for general purposes, like, oh, is this spot cold in a hat? No nah. pun intended, but <laughs> are there is there no movement in late season? Like, right. don't hunt there in late season, or this spot's better at this time of year, so it's just good to keep that data going. But with those three deer, I was easily good to stop hunting because I have more than enough meat and yep. ending on a bang. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to the, the conclusion of a, of a whitetail season, there was so much, I mean, in the state of Maine, it was the – largest harvest of deer since like 1950 or something like that it's nuts which concerns me to the sense of is the state of maine gonna do the same doe permit process next year and i hate to say it but i'm thinking so yeah one think of the fucking money they raked in oh yeah two it was a successful season not just for hunters but for the state of maine to manage the deer population like why wouldn't they do it again? Yeah, and they could make it so much easier, though, for actually buying I the permits. <laughs> you know, Ugh. Mass actually has their shit together when it comes to getting your tags. It's yeah. like, it's pretty easy. It's not, it's not fucking hoops and waiting in line as the 1600th customer, whatever it was. Dude, I went to tag <laughs> the first deer I shot. I, uh, was it the first one? I went to, no, it was, it was top notch. I went to tag top notch. Went to one tagging place. Oh, yeah. We don't do it anymore. I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I go to another place. Oh, we don't do it anymore either. But online, it says that they still tag. They haven't updated their website. Yeah, that's just dumb. Which, it's getting more and more difficult for these outdoorsmen to, like, tag deer. I know. It's such a... And you have to pay when you tag it, too, which is, like, you should have already be covered then. (laughs) Like... If you're okay, if the state of Maine's like, oh, we need money out of me, like tagging, well, then, then you know what? Do online tagging, and when you tag it, just have like an auto saved credit card on there. So when you tag it out in the woods, it automatically pulls that five dollars from or, there. Or be like Mass, and you buy the wildlife stamp when you get your license, and then your five dollars are right there, and you get right. it from every person, not even just hunters. You get them from anglers. Yeah, it's just I don't know. The process is just dumb, and I understand like how mass has their in-person tagging for one week because they do want to collect data like they took they uh cut open the jaw of my deer to look at the teeth they, mm, they took the measurements cool. of everything like they were doing a bunch of stuff i was like holy shit i've never seen this done yep. by anyone in the state of maine <laughs> yeah so you know i understand the push to go to online tagging but they need to figure out 
buying the tax. <laughs> you need to figure that. There's that a lot out. of moving parts that need to be figured out. In Mass, it's pretty simple. One zone's open one day. Another yep. zone's open another day, and it's a month before the season opens. Yeah. It's not during the season. Because bow hunters, if you're a bow hunter in the state of Maine, we got, got shafted. We got <laughs> shafted hard this year because initially when – I forget the date. Wasn't it, it the 5th or 7th? I don't know. I, it, it's like a Tuesday, and the second Tuesday of the season. Yeah, it was like a Tuesday of like the first week of bow, and when everybody logged on to get their doe permit, it was like, mm, sorry, we weren't ready for this. We're going to push it back another week. So like as a bow hunter, you get shafted another week. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? And it's the best time of year to fill tags. Thank it's you. the beginning of the season. <laughs> yes. So it's like, it was so frustrating, very frustrating, to the point where, yes, I'll, I'll admit, I bitched and moaned the fact that I bought a Super PAC license. I know that doesn't guarantee me a doe permit. I understand that. But when... Uh, I feel like I was literally the only one that didn't get a doe tag in the yeah, state of Maine. You were the only one. Because <laughs> everybody, literally, everybody I asked at work, everybody I asked in my family got one. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> What's like, going on? <laughs> I, uh, mm, uh, okay, so that's why I bought that over-the-counter tag. But, yeah, I got pushed back another week, and it's like – you just got shafted. A valuable time. Luckily, you were able to get a buck, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when I got that buck, dude, or, like, when I finished my season, I'll say this. When I finished my season, I was holding up two birds to the sky, <laughs> just kind of like, you know what? You made this mission impossible for me this year, and I got it done. Yep. I mean, same with me, too. With Literally. all my spots being taken away. Literally. Like, I had fun on my hunts, and that's, like, the most important because part. Because how many people did you go door-to-door, -door, emails? How? Oh, gosh. Over 100? Easy. If all combined, easy. I had so many emails to, like, different town agencies and, like, small businesses that own properties or farms or something. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Nope, this town doesn't allow hunting. I'm like, oh, great. And you were encountering multiple layers of like some people said, yep, you can hunt this property. Other people were like, nope, you can't. Yeah. I, and Which is confusing that, as hell. Yeah, so there's this one property I was hunting where it's owned by a foundation. The foundation website says you can hunt it. Contact the town to confirm. The town says you can't hunt it. And well, what is it? Can, right. I, can I hunt it or not? There's already tree stands in there. So I think you can hunt it. Long story short, I was able to get permission there, but like people need to figure that shit out. And one of your cameras got taken this year. Oh, yeah, I had a camera stolen. That was in the first. That it was, was a shit camera, though. It was a decoy, wasn't it? No, that was. That, that wasn't was, the decoy one? That was a good camera. So you so you originally, though, you put out a decoy camera to show after, hunters. After the fact. Okay. Yeah. To show hunters, like, hey, I'm in here. Yeah, I, I put it in spots I was prospecting, too. So, like, <laughs> I had, like, my good camera way in there, but then I just had this dead camera just, like, up near the trail so all the hunters would see it and, yeah. be, like, deter them. But uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, you're basically hunting expanded, like, main expanded down there, essentially. Yeah, all season. Pretty Which much. is like insane, but well, obviously it's not as like expanded zones in Maine or like in super populated areas. Not saying Mass isn't populated, but right. I'm in a more of a, a farm town. But it's the same vibe as expanded. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we ended the season with I got four deer, I got three does and a buck. My shooter buck, my number one shooter buck. You ended the season with another double. Yep, with your bow. <laughs> 
So stupid, dude. Have a clan. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. Um, you ended the season with a double, and then you shot the biggest deer, which five-pointer, 170 pounds. Like, that buck is going to be – it's in my freezer right now, Yeah, actually. it is. <laughs> um, that buck is going to be a European mount, yep. which would be cool. Yep. I'm um, getting top-notch uh, mounted, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you in the sense of that was – probably the most successful season we've ever had oh easily like the fact that you got your buck so early and then other end of the spectrum i got my buck so late <laughs> i know december the rut this year was weird weird and i would say late i saw a lot of buck activity third fourth week of november yes and like other years like um uh, ace ace yeah that was what first week of november and they were running up in maybe the last week of october yeah. pre-rut hard type deal because you and i are always like especially where i hunt we're like oh the last week of october but like that was not the case this year yeah and we it had weird late. weather weird weather along yeah. with it we had rain um not even real cold temps no until thanksgiving yes yeah it was like it was like expanded hunting in october yeah it was it was there was days i was wearing summer camo in november so that means wild. anything. <laughs> so wild, dude. Um, shout out to my my main man, Greg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got it done, dude. <laughs> Last day. <laughs> Last day of the season, muzzleloader. Uh, congratulations to Greg. He uh, he got it done with the muzzleloader. And, uh, man, 121-pound doe. Nice. Good-sized deer. Nice. Um, and uh, he's like, I didn't go empty this year. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean – he he does well with meat. I mean, he's he does a a very good job of uh, maintaining meat with whether it's pigs or turkeys that uh, he'll raise. But um, getting some meat in the freezer is nice too mm -hmm. for for mm -hmm. venison. But um, proud of you, Greg. You did it with a muzzleloader. I mean, and the cool part was is uh, he actually took a shot at a doe and missed with his bow and i'm sorry to say that on the air greg i'm sorry but at the same time it's full circle because you got redemption yep that's all that really matters i mean he i mean he has cameras out and stuff so he was he was able to like figure out like it's there's a high probability that it was the same doe um just because like me he tracks his deer you know uh maybe not as much as me but uh it's just kind of cool it came full circle so um, that was pretty awesome. Streeter? Streeter <laughs> did uh did Streeter get one this year? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he did. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> Better luck next year, Streeter. Uh <laughs> no, Streeter had a... he didn't get out in the woods as much just because he, he got sick for a couple it was a couple weeks actually, I think. So he didn't hunt as much as he would like. We shit on him all the time though. Um <laughs> I mean that's just that's just fact, but um, you know, it, it's, he's doing it. I mean, you would respect him in the sense of this, I would say he's doing it with a bow. Mm. He's not doing the rifle. He's not doing a muzzleloader. He's not doing it with shotgun. He's literally just hunting with bow. Um, and his, his spot was good. You know, he's learning as he goes. This is only his second year hunting. Yeah. That's a big deal. And he's doing it with a bow. Um, so I respect that. But at the same time, as I told Greg, Mother Nature, she will reward those who are persistent and get in the woods. Mm -hmm. If you get in the woods and you scout, shoot, keep at it, 
she will reward you. That's a fact. On the last day of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty cool because he shot on my birthday too. Because um, he was the night before, I was like, if you shoot one, let me know. Like, I want to come help you track mm. it and, you know, be kind of cool on my birthday. And uh, he uh, texted me like early in the morning. He goes, you don't have to come help me, but I shot a doe. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, it dropped right there. I was like, oh, okay. Shot location wasn't great, but. Yeah, got it done. Got it done. Got it done. But, I mean, as far as a, a season goes, it's just, I don't know, going into a, a deer season, I just hate the unknown. Yeah, there are, I mean, the amount of unknown I had this year was just beyond belief. Mm. To the point where I was like, if I fill a tag, that's a successful story. And ended up happening, I saw the most deer I've ever seen hunting. Oh, that, but the bucks you saw, didn't And you? the bucks I saw, the scouting I did. And I was hunting places that had other people walking in to hunt. Like, I'm, it's not like I'm hunting a nice private secluded piece. I'm public land. It's right. Like, and it's cool that you also had interactions with other bow hunters down there. Yeah. And they're like, I found a couple of guys I met and they were like super nice. Like, you know, tell me like what they've seen, reporting back and whatever. And they end up, one of them shot two beautiful bucks. Like, both did you find the second one yeah and it's i remember telling you but it was it was a massive buck and when well, he the was first one he got was massive tank fucking, oh my 238 238 yep and the God. second one he shot it was pretty much high tower but thicker wow <laughs> jesus murphy so i mean there there is deer in mass don't overlook it it's underestimated and it's it's very archery friendly if you find the property oh yeah it is you when can hunt you say archery friendly i immediately go to like homeowners they're like no you can't hunt here yeah exactly <laughs> archery friendly because you have no shotgun well, like you have two weeks for shotgun two weeks for muzzleloader but if you bow hunt you have all of october all of november all of december and those two two-week seasons for both shotgun and muzzleloader are in december so it's literally an archery hunter's hate, like... Because you're hunting rut. You're hunting rut, belt. and there's no orange army. Oh, fucking pumpkins. So... Hate pumpkins. But thank God that's a close on this whitetail season of yeah. 2022. Thank God. Yeah, I'm... I am... <laughs> I'm good. Andrew's got his fill. He's like, let's move on from this. Yeah, We're I'm done. I'm ready to talk fishing. That's what <laughs> I want to talk about. I went out two days ago. Like it was great. Let's go back out. <laughs> I got uh, the only thing that will be coming up is probably talking about our archery setups because we might be getting that sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, you definitely will for sure. Um, just because you got turkey season coming up. Um. But, uh, yeah, we were talking about spring season coming up last night. Yeah. And kind of planning what Grip and Grin is going to try and do this year. And, I mean, we'll see. It'll be fun. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a uh, good amount of driving involved. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, no stranger to me. So, <laughs> uh, we just have a few months yep. to get through. Yep. So, because every year we always plan this big fishing trip, right? Yeah, and this year we, I'll say we we have fishing trips, but it's all over the place. We have fishing trips, and it's we're not just planning a week. We're 
planning a season. Yes. And usually what we did was, oh, we have one big trip, and then we fit in trips when we can. Well, now it's just we have an open schedule. Good weather, let's go. <laughs> Badass. So, but anywho, uh, yeah, I put out the cameras. Uh, just a little, a little tip, just so you folks don't forget. Um, I keep the cameras out, mm. keep them out even after the too. season uh, to make sure or to verify what made it through the uh, hunting season. They are still have a long ways to go. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but the buck I got on my camera the other day, I know, ooh, doggy. Yep, that. <laughs> I mean, God damn. I'll have mass next year. If he makes it, man, that he probably weighed 180 this year. Yep. yep. I mean, conservatively, just, you know, yep. 180. Next year, <sighs> baby. It's going to be close. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And the the picture that I got of him was late season, like very late season. Um, but his... Half of his rack was in the frame, so I didn't even get full rack. But dude, his G three is like <laughs> daggers. <laughs> it's freaking! It's almost like a foot long, dude. Oh, I think it's Drax. I'm not sure. Haven't confirmed. If it's a rogue buck, good God, I hope he stays around. Mm. But we'll see. Hopefully, oh. a new buck you know calls this area your home. Dude, December 11th, I got pictures of three bucks just chilling out with each other. This Literally just nuts. hanging. And I'm like, dude, they're back to like broskies. Like, they're not <laughs> just even... like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, there goes rut. Like, what the fuck? It's so weird. It's just very weird. And the buck that I shot still running hard. You oh, know, yeah. This dumb. Oh, yeah. It had the biggest neck of all time. Gosh. But. Yeah, I mean, that was a successful season. Um, I know we wrapped it up pretty damn quick, but we are ready to talk fishing. Yeah, we have a couple big trips that we've done that we have to recap. We have to talk about what we plan to do this spring. We got to talk about, you know, ice fishing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe with this new uh, recording stuff, we can uh, tie flies and record and ice fish all at the same time. Yes, you heard <laughs> it right. Andrew's going to be possibly ice fishing with me. <laughs> no, I'm going to be tying flies. <laughs> One thing I didn't do this year, it was back back before we were talking uh, hunting season, handgun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you were, and you said this as soon as I got that. You're like, wouldn't it be something if you didn't uh, if you weren't <laughs> able to shoot this because you tag out so soon? And I was like, yeah, we'll see. Son of a bitch, you jinxed me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good jinx though. It was a great jinx. I, I yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. So that's still on the table for 2023, but we'll see. But uh, hope you folks enjoyed it. Um, you know, we're ready to move on to uh, the waters, if you will. And uh, we have a lot coming down the pipeline. The uh, Would you say that we, we're going to release the dam at a high flow when it oh. comes to fishing? Oh, yeah. It's going to be <laughs> ripping. Absolutely ripping. Allagash Law at its finest. <laughs> so, but as always, folks, get in the woods. And get on the water. <laughs>